This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. So this is a reader's question. Um, If you have questions for me, you can always email hello at thisnakedmind.com, and uh, I am very happy to answer. So we, um, awesome, hi Lisa, good to see you. Okay, awesome, thanks guys. All right, so this is a question and it's basically like, how do I stay alcohol-free during times of extreme stress? And the question is, okay, I'm on day 22 of being completely sober and so far I'm doing okay, but I have court in less than a week and I have to testify against my husband for his assault and I'm really struggling to cope with the stress. Any tips for how to stay sober in trying times I know if I'm drinking, I'll crumble, but it's so hard not to relax with a glass of wine. So first of all, congratulations on 22 days. It's amazing. And that is a very intense example of extreme stress. And I think that a lot of us, like just whatever's happening in the world right now, we are dealing with various levels of extreme stress. And sometimes we don't even want to admit that. We don't even want to say anything's affecting us, but things are affecting us. And I think giving ourselves grace and realizing that is awesome. So first of all, I would just celebrate yourself. I would celebrate how far you've already come. I'd celebrate the fact that you're even asking this question because it just shows such great intention. And I would just make it your primary goal to be super, super, super gentle with yourself. So some tips for making sure that you can maintain this are journaling is my best and most favorite friend. I have, I've probably, I I can't even imagine how many words I've written in journals. I journal every single day. Sometimes I journal on the notes app in my phone. Sometimes I do uh, voice memos to myself. Sometimes I've got a notebook by my bed. I've got a notebook in my office. I've got a notebook in the bag I carry with me. (laughs) I'm never far away from a journal. I love pen and paper the best and just processing through this. And the questions that I would ask yourself in this journal is why do I think a drink will relax me? Really getting to the root and the core of that belief because you said, I find it so hard not to relax with a glass of wine. Now, understanding without a shadow of a doubt that the relaxation you're gonna feel with a glass of wine is going to be completely artificial and the cost of it is going to be much higher than the reward. So what do I mean by this? First of all, completely artificial, I mean that true relaxation is by definition removing the point of stress, right? And so you're in a point of stress and you have to get through this. You have to go and do this awful thing and show up and be present and all of this stuff. And then you're gonna feel much, much, much better. You're gonna feel proud of yourself. You're gonna have done a really good job, all of these sorts of things. You know, if I am really hot and I need to remove being hot, I actually have to go get cold. But there's another alternative, which is this glass of wine, and why I say it's it's a false sense of relaxation, is you can numb your stress. Now, numbing, the best analogy I have ever used for numbing stress with alcohol is like, imagine that you have a cut on your arm, and it, say that we, we actually just went camping at a lake. Say that you get a cut in a lake, and say that there's bacteria in this lake, and so you get this cut and you just slap a bandage over it. You don't clean it, you don't fix it, you don't sew it up with stitches, you just slap a bandage over it. All of a sudden, the bandage that you slapped over it, you don't see the cut anymore. Maybe you use some of that like numbing cream so that you don't feel the cut anymore, but what's happening underneath that bandage? It is a moist area, the bacteria is thriving, it is growing, the infection is growing. All of a sudden, you've got this like 
pussy cesspool, but you don't see it and you don't feel it because you've numbed it and you've covered it up. That is what alcohol does. And so I say it's a false sense of relaxation because yes, it will numb you. The fact that alcohol numbs you is something that we just have to be real about. You know, it would be great if we could go through every single thing alcohol does and say, no, it doesn't do that, it doesn't do that, it doesn't do that, here's the proof, boom. But alcohol does numb you. It numbs you physically. They actually used to use it in surgeries to, um, to numb the patient before they realized that it was too toxic and they found less toxic anesthetics. And it numbs you mentally. It actually makes your brain fire slower. So your neural connections are not connecting as rapidly as they would before you start drinking. And so it makes you feel that. It also pr produces this false sense of euphoria. So it overstimulates your pleasure center. If you time that, that's about 18 to 22 minutes and you have this high, but then you crash. So actually emotionally, it makes you feel better and it numbs you for a very, very, very short amount of time. So that one glass of wine to relax you would make you feel better, would make you feel euphoric, would make you feel numb, possibly, depending, for 18 to 22 minutes. You can literally time this. And then alcohol is both a stimulant when you feel those nice things, and then it's a depressant when you feel all sorts of nasty things. Your anxiety is gonna come back tenfold. The unease you already feel is gonna be more intense. Your body as a reaction to alcohol actually re released cortisol. Cortisol is the stress hormone. So to say that alcohol relaxes you, it is, it is literally like that Band-Aid. It is covering up the issue. It's giving you 20 minutes of maybe relief, if you're lucky. And then it's causing your body to release the stress hormone. It will leave you more stressed and wrecked than you were before you had the drink. Now, really journaling on like, why do I have these beliefs? Why am I still clinging onto this? And then if you still say, you know what? I just want that 22 minutes. The next question I would journal on is, this idea of choose better quality problems choose the problems you want to have okay do you want to have the problem of having to sit through that 22 minutes without any relief or do you want to have the problem of minute 23 you feel worse than you do now and you probably reach for another drink and then the problem of you become super drunk you you know aren't prepared you might be hung over for you know the court case or whatever stressful thing is happening in your life, I know there's probably a lot of people listening to this, and actually you're in a really bad position for everything else. What problem do you want to have? And if the problem that you choose is, okay, I, I want to sit here without a drink, then find all sorts of other ways to distract yourself. You know, Netflix can be a great one. When I first stopped drinking, I literally would carry gummy bears around with me in my pocket because for me, it was so much better to be like having a big sweet tooth than it was to be drinking alcohol. And do I do that anymore? No, that very naturally went away from me. But I would also just like indulge in fancy coffees and I would be the one that always ordered dessert. And I found all of these ways to console myself and make myself feel better because I thought I was giving something up, right? But when you can reframe it and realize that alcohol isn't gonna relax you anyway. So I would, I would go with a journal, I would go with a point of reflection, I would really dig into this belief that alcohol relaxes you in the first place. And then I would just make a list, a go-to list of all of the ways that you can actually feel better or at least distract yourself, you know? And maybe it's a good cry. Maybe that's what you really need. Alcohol is going to numb the feelings. Maybe you just need to purge these feelings. Maybe you need to experience these feelings. Maybe you need to just sob for everything that's happening right now that feels out of your control. And that actually can provide a humongous amount of relief. And just look at, understand that you are making a choice. 
If you decide to drink, you're making a choice and that drink will have a set of problems. It will most likely make you wanna have another drink. It will most likely make you feel some guilt and some shame. It will most likely make you feel physically hungover. And the benefit of that will be maybe 18 to 22 minutes per drink of feeling better for a little while. And by the way, it isn't even per drink because it, it drastically diminishes. There's people, lots of readers have timed this themselves and they'll send me their time sheets. And it's like, the first drink was like 19 minutes and the second was 16 and by the third, I didn't feel good at all. And so it's just really interesting. So it isn't actually that if you have five drinks, you're gonna feel good for an hour. That doesn't, that's not how it really works. Um, but choose what problems you're gonna have and, and understand that you're making a choice and understand and give yourself the grace to say right now in this situation, life is not devoid of problems. There's so much suffering that happens when we judge ourselves for our feelings. You are going through some really tough stuff. It's really intense. Allow yourself to feel the pain of that. Allow yourself to feel the intensity without judgment. We have been like brainwashed into the society that we shouldn't feel pain. Everything on television tells us how to avoid pain, how to seek pleasure, you know, all of it's seen as weakness to cry even at a funeral. Are you kidding me? Like people try not to cry at funerals and we're embarrassed about our tears. Like what? We were created to cry. It's the first thing we did when we were born into the world, yet we've made it wrong. So if you can somehow eliminate the judgment you put on yourself for your feelings, you're going to be a long way to actually feeling better out of the gate because what we think is, oh, I should be stronger. I shouldn't let this affect me so much. I shouldn't be crying for four days in a row, for four weeks in a row. I shouldn't just have such an intense year. And so I would really encourage you to you know, sit down with a journal, get to the core of that belief that alcohol relaxes me. Understand that no matter what you choose, you're going to be picking a set of problems. Get yourself super clear on which set of problems you're going to pick. And then if you decide to pick the set of problems that you're going to stay with your emotion, you're not going to put that bandaid over the really nasty festering cut. You're going to heal it. You're going to clean it. Guess what? Cleaning a cut, does it hurt? It hurts. Stitches, do they hurt? They hurt. That's okay. And by the way, that hurt that you're feeling, the purging of the emotion, the feeling it, the allowing yourself to be sad, the having compassion and grace for yourself, you're not going to judge yourself for any of it. So that is my best uh, thoughts about staying you know, alcohol-free in these trying times. And my heart just goes out to you and everybody who's just struggling right now, including myself and my family. It's, it's, it's crazy these days. And so I just want to encourage you so, so very, very much. Um, you guys are awesome. Let me ask you a question. What is better than change? <laughs> Lasting change, of course. And if you've had trouble making change stick, either with alcohol or in any other area of your life, you are in for a treat. I created the 100 Days of Lasting Change to ensure that we don't just change for a moment, but we truly transform for a lifetime. And this program is so close to my heart. Thousands of people have been through it and their results are incredible. But don't take my word for it. Check it out at thisnakedmind.com forward slash 100 days. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.